At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. and experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we roll along our number three daily chin for Greg tonight. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel971, also the host of the Detroit CityCast. Please check that out on any podcast platform of your desire. Big third hour. We're going to talk some golf here. Got to get into some horse racing this hour and some more college basketball, of, of, of course, as we are getting closer and closer to Selection Sunday, the NCAA Tournament. Mason's got you covered top to bottom in so many different ways. But want to kind of talk a little golf here. And we discussed this the last time I, I filled in and hosted the show a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm in a pretty solid stretch. Three outrights in now six weeks. This would be four and seven if I was able to win this one. But I'm not feeling great about it. And I'm going to kind of give you, because I, I, I cannot stress enough that I think golf is one of easily the best sports to bet on. I mean, I bet on everything. But as far as value goes and my profitability personally and the fun it is to sweat on a Sunday, remember we had Matt Humans on a couple weeks ago if you were watching that show, and we both had Joaquin Neiman uh, to win some sizable money on a very small $50 bet. And the value you have in golf is tremendous. And there's also the ability to kind of hedge your bets, take top fives, top tens, top 20s, you know, uh, it's just, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I kind of get where I'm at with looking and, and identifying players to bet on week in, week out, and what you want to kind of look for in just a bit here. But let's take a look at this tournament. And my outright plays this week, the only one that still has a chance is um, Rory McIlroy. I had Keith Mitchell and Homa. I mean, Homa's still in the mix, but he's not going to win. Actually, he's not really even in the mix. Uh, Max Homa right now is in... He is tied for 17th, but he's even par. He's seven off. So, I mean, I know that I think Luke List came back from down six or seven. He's not done, but I'm looking at the live odds right now, and he's not even on the list. So, that would be, I mean, basically, you're looking at guys like Charles Howes, 550 to one. You know, a dollar wins you 550 bucks. 100 wins you 500, or uh, 100 would win you um, 55,000. So, I'm sorry, actually, is it dollar? Was I right? Yeah, dollar's 550. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen. And Bay Hill is eating great golfers alive. Kind of what happened last week uh, as well, like you know, with the, the bear trap. But you look at guys, and this is kind of part of my betting strategies and my lesson for tonight when it comes to betting golf. I bet a lot of times live in tournament. Luckily, I've had a lot of 
I haven't had the need to do that a lot because I've had guys that were alive to win outrights like Joaquin Neiman and Hoji and earlier in the, the year, Cam Smith. When you look at this field right now, Taylor Gooch with a great finish, you know, had some issues towards the end of the round like everyone seemed to, even Hovland and, and Horschel, finishes with a 72, him and Horschel tied for the lead. They both had some great moments and some bad ones. Victor Hovland, you see, like he was really getting things going after a 69-66 in the first two rounds. He shoots a 75. He's still only one off the lead. Scotty Scheffler, who we're going to talk about in a minute, he might have the best value as far as one of the chasers go. Scheffler moves up 16 spots in round number three. He's minus five after a 68 in round number three. And then Gary Woodland, minus four and fifth, solo fifth. Graham McDowell, Rory McIlroy, my guy, and Chris Kirk, all at minus three. And, and, and I think all those guys, even down to, you know, someone like a Zalatoris or a Tyrell Hatton or a Fitzy, uh, Fitzpatrick at minus two and minus one, they're still alive because it's all based on what happens at the top with Gooch and Horschel, uh, Horschel, Horschel, uh, Hovland and Scheffler, because this course can eat you alive. Like some of these guys are playing the par fives great. Others are blown. I'm like Rory played the par fives great, but was like, you know, driving the ball into the woods on the par fours. So uh, here's just a taste of the live odds for you. Horschel's the favorite, actually, at plus 260. Uh, these are via FanDuel. Victor Hovland, plus 350. Uh, Taylor Gooch, uh, plus 350. Scotty Scheffler, 5-1. to one. McElroy, 17-1, to one, so he's the fifth favorite, even though he's back, you know, uh, four four shots right now. Uh, Woodland nineteen to one. Chris Kirk forty six to one. Fitzy is fifty five to one. Headley ninety to one, along with Connors and Graham McDowell. Then you start getting into wacky areas with guys like John Rahm. I mean, obviously John Rahm is the number one player in the world for a reason. But John Rahm is seven shots back. He is hundred and sixty to one, along with Sun J M Zalatoris. Uh, those guys are all hundred and sixty to one. Hatton, who I mentioned, is hundred and ninety to one. Charles Howell fifty five to one. Uh, 551, excuse me, and Bezanut, the South African, 650 to 1, which is just nuts. But I want to talk about strategies in betting golf. And you can use this when it comes to betting live, whether it's after the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, or third, obviously not after the fourth round, but before the fourth round starts. And of course, you could do this pre-tournament. This is what I do. Yes, there are times, like I think Rory was the third favorite this week. There, Rob was the favorite. There, And he, he basically has been the favorite for the last couple of years in most tournaments he's, he's entered. Yes, there are times to kind of hedge a bet and back it up with one of the favorites, but I rarely will take any one of the top five or six of favoritism. Of course, like this week, I did. And in bigger tournaments, I will. Like the U.S. Open, the Masters, and, and things like that, and the players coming up next week, which is always a lot of fun that island green on 17. But you want to find value. I had Joaquin Neiman at close to 50 to one. I had Cam Smith, very similar. I had OG like 100 to one or so. You want to find guys that are capable of winning, but are not in the top five or even sometimes top 10 of favoritism. Because let's put it this way. When Tiger Woods was in his prime, yeah, you want a, a lot of tournaments. But he would be like five to one or four to one. There is just, yeah, he's going to win a, a bunch of times, but there's no value in that. So you got to find the tournaments he's not going to win and get the guys that were 25 to 1, 40 to 1, 70 to 1. And to be able to do that, and I usually bet anywhere between three to five golfers, 
And this week I didn't do it, but I, I, I usually will do some top fives and top tens. I didn't see the value in it because Rory was my number one play. I'm not going to take Rory finishing the top five at like three to one or something. Um, I think I got Rory at, was it 12 to one, I believe, is what he went off on. So you've got to be smart and judicious when you're making your plays in golf. But it doesn't mean you can't take some chances because that's where you can make the money. I mean, it, I've already won three times this year, three times in six weeks. I'm already up so much profit margin wise based on how much I bet. I bet anywhere between $25 to $60 on outrights and then similar, maybe a little more sometimes on top fives and top tens. Yeah, I got Rory 13 to one. So 60 bucks wins 840. For example, I have Keith Mitchell at 41 to one, 50 wins 2100. Home at 46 to one, 50 wins 2350. And I have Luke List as kind of a longer shot play. 38 bucks wins you 2800. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for guys like that that are able to win tournaments that aren't one of the you know top three, four, five players in the world because they're not going to win every week. And if you can hit on three, four, five of those a year, not only are you going to be up a ton profit-wise, but if you also add in top fives and top tens and even top 20s for big long shots, like I had Brian Harmon, I think it was now six weeks ago, in a top five, he actually snuck it. It was like a backdoor top five. There's backdoor covers, and there's backdoor top fives. He got in there, <clears throat> I think I, I, with a birdie on the final hole, I believe, or maybe it was 17, and I had a $50 bet on him for the top five, and it paid $800. So you add in those, and your profit margin is through the roof, and you don't have, it's, you're not going to win much. But if you win three to five times, you're profitable, sometimes extremely profitable based on how much you're betting, and it's just... Tremendous value to bet these fields, whether it's 120 or so, 150 or so. Then the other cool thing, at least on my end, is I get cash out offers for DraftKings and other betting apps that are legal there in Michigan. And I know they don't necessarily do that in Vegas, but that's a great way to hedge bets at, at times as well. For example, last year, I'm forgetting the tournament now, towards the end of the year, Max Homa and Maverick Mealy were battling, and it got to the point where only one of them were, could win. It was only one of the two could win. Everyone else was dead with like four or five holes to go. I had both to win about 2,800. Now, I could have gotten cute and cashed out one of them. And if I guessed right, win them both because they were offered me like almost 1,800. And I was only going to win 2,700 total. But then the other thing is, is, you know, you let it ride and you can't lose. So there's ways where you can kind of hedge your money cash out for less, uh, you know, before, you know, the final round starts. Maybe you've got the guy that's in the lead and you take a couple of the guys that are chasing him as kind of hedge bets. It's just, there's a lot of tremendous value, inherent value. And if you do a little bit of research and look at course form and also look at, like I was talking to Brian, you know, a great producer before uh, this segment, ball strikers are the guys to bet on these days. I mean, yeah. Can Bryson DeChambeau get there in one on a par four? Sure. But can he get there in seven on a par five or, you know, on a par three if he blows it? It's not all about bombers anymore. I mean, certain courses are made for bombers. But if you're looking at guys that are great putters, a certain course might fit that. Guys that are great iron players, certain courses might fit that. Guys, as I mentioned, they're great ball spinners like Joaquin Neiman a couple weeks ago. Guys can fit that. So that's what you want to really look at when you're making, you know, informed decisions about who to wager on in these big golf fields 
you hit three, four, five outright winners a year, some top fives or whatever, you're going to be up a ton of money. You win a, a lot more money betting golf in four days than you can betting football or basketball or hockey. Uh, and, and it's not like getting a future before the NFL season or the NHL season or whatever it is, because it's a four-day tournament. And I love it. So I think the one guy I'm looking at, uh, uh, as far as the chasers go, would be Scotty Scheffler. Uh, some value on Scotty Scheffler at five to one. Just a couple shots off the lead heading into the final round. All right, coming up next, we'll talk some horse racing. We're getting closer and closer to the Kentucky Derby. We had a big race out at Santa Anita and some stuff at Gulfstream as well. Talk about the fountain of youth stakes. That comes up next. You're watching Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can get everything you need to bet. The Madness is here with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 buckaroos. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoots Peterson, this, this very show's host, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19. Do it at VEASAN.com slash madness. That's VEASAN.com slash madness. And I was just thinking about how we're in this era of legal sports betting. Thank God. I mean, when I was younger, of course, I'd go out to Vegas, make bets out there. Did I make bets, uh, you know, through people locally? Uh, I won't confirm or deny. Did I make bets offshore? Uh, I won't confirm or deny. But it's great. It's so great that it's legal, and it's an honor and a privilege to be part of VEASAN, host my Detroit CityCast show, uh, be a frequent guest on the network, do things like I am tonight, and talk to people out there like you. It's It's been so great, too, because... Like, for example, I was I mentioned I was in the casino. It's called Motor City Casino. We have three here in Detroit, MGM, Greentown, and Motor City. Motor City is actually owned by the Illiches, who own the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings. So, of course, they got Little Caesars Pizza there and other great food. I, I had lobster nights. I got VIP privileges there. And I was down there, and I'll run into people a lot because I'm a big poker player, so I play a lot of poker downtown at the various casinos. And people have come up to me, either that I know or hear my voice and recognize me and 
Not that I'm that big of a deal. My dad says a regional celebrity in my own mind. But they, people know who I am. And they know what I look like now, too, because I've been in Detroit for a while and have done high-level media stuff for a while. So people know who I am. And they'll come up and say, I really enjoy your show, you know, the Detroit CityCast, or I really love, I heard you on Vison last night, I took your play and I won, thanks a lot. It's so great to see, not just betting be legal, but this incredible network in Vison that has all these different shows and all these different experts, because, and I was just talking to Brian, my producer, on this before. I love, and I do this on my Detroit CityCast, another reason for you to listen, all the time. I, I'm not saying I know everything, but I've learned a, an incredible amount throughout the years when it comes to handicapping, betting, strategies, all the things that I just explained in the last segment about betting on golf. And I, I love explaining that kind of stuff because I want people to win like I do. And people have done that for me. And I've worked with odds makers and handicappers and lived in Costa Rica and worked for a guy that ran and owned a sports book. So I've got a, a great wealth of knowledge. I've learned from, from people for years. I've been fascinated by gambling since I was a young kid. And my grandpa and my grandmother used to have their big red books that, you know, back in the day pre-internet where you would see like kind of look ahead lines and keep track of your betting and and see what, you know, teams of the, the previews for NFL and college because, you know, there was no internet to look at and see what was going on and not as many shows as there are now. And it's it's just so awesome. I was just thinking about this during the break to have a network like VEASAN and you know, people like Greg Hoops Peterson, who hosts this show, and it's great to be able to fill in for him. And, you know, Matt Humans and so many others that have such great experience and such great knowledge and to help people out there now that, for example, me here in Michigan, legal sports betting, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Florida, they can never get their act together. Uh, eventually, obviously, many other states. And I think maybe like North Dakota and like Oklahoma will hold out. But I would say in the next 10 years, the high majority of this country will have legal sports betting. Why not? It's millions of dollars in revenue for the state. Why let just these illegal bookies be in charge of these billions of dollars? You can tax it. You can make it fair for everybody. And I think it's a great time to be alive, but it's a really great time to be alive if you're a sports better. So we'll keep doing the stuff we do here on Visa. And I appreciate all the love that I get from the various people, whether it's people on social media or when I'm out in public here in Detroit that watch this network um, because it really is, there's nothing like Visa out there. And I know that people that are watching or listening right now that watch the network and listen to the network all the time, understand that. There's just, yeah, you can get info on certain games or point spreads or picks and stuff on different shows or ESPN or CBS, whatever. It's not even close to what you get on Visa. I don't want to sound like an infomercial for, for this network, but that, I think that those of you that watch understand that, and that's why it's so cool to be a part of it, because I envisioned this happening years ago. I didn't know if it could. I don't know if betting would ever be legal. And the you know guys like Musburger, Rob Musburger, a hero of mine who crashed a show I filled it on once with Tim Murray and the people that put together the network, what a great idea. Because you need to help people learn how to bet, learn how to be better betters and not get out of control because they're so excited they can bet legally, but they have no clue what they're doing. I don't want people just to bet to bet. If you're doing it for fun, there's nothing wrong with that, 5, 10, 20, whatever. But if you're doing it for fun, but also to make some money, you got to learn how to do certain things and not, as I mentioned earlier, just bet the primetime games, you know, the nationally televised games, just take the favorites in golf, you know, take Gonzaga to win the tournament. 
It's about value. It's about strategy. It's about situational betting. It's about not cheating the number. It's about finding the right number. So I love it. And there's my uh, my speech for the day. Not that I'm trying to ingrain that in people's uh, thoughts and hearts. Another sport that I love, talking about value, is horse racing. And, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the Triple Crown season. We just had the big Saudi races last week, the richest race in sports, or in horse racing. We had some nice uh, named races, some grade threes and grade ones. I'm not going to try to get too much of the minutia if you're not a big horse batter, but, you know, the, the grade one would be the Derby, Kentucky Derby, or the Santa Anita Handicap that happened earlier uh, last night. There's grade two races, which are, you know, just a rung down, and some of those horses will move up and be able to be eligible for a Derby or a Breeders' Cup, et cetera. And then there's grade threes, which are just a little lower level, and some of those horses could eventually move up. One of those grade threes earlier today was the Fountain of U Stakes. Are we going to see horses in this race at Gulfstream Park make uh, a thing like the Derby? Probably not. But can they be in the Kentucky Oaks? Maybe in some of the, the Arkansas Derby small races? Sure. This race was fascinating to me. And unfortunately, you had a spill of the jockey falling off his horse. But I did have the, I nailed the exact, I actually gave it out on social media. Simplification, written by my man Jose Ortiz and trained by Santo Antonio, or by Antonio Santo, says his name backwards, uh, was the, the horse that I identified just on some recent form, ended up being you know kind of the co-favorite with the eight-horse Emmanuel. I did a bunch of exactas with the two, the four uh, in due time, and the eight Emmanuel. And these are what they went off as. The two went off as five to two, the four went off as four and six to one run by Paco Lopez, uh, the Kelly Breen horse in due time. And the eight went off uh, my favorite jockey, Louis Saez, and the Todd Pletcher, who a lot of you probably know as a trainer, went off as five to two, the co-favorite with simplification. So I banged a bunch of exactas. What I did is I, I used the two and the four and the eight on top of the two and the four and the eight. I did one with just two eight on top of two four eight. And then I did two eight, two eight. And obviously I hit the first two and did not win the third one, but it was a great race. And, you know, you could bet a couple dollars on a horse race and win thousands. I was just telling the guys, but I just generally bet shot 10, which has a pretty good quality of horse out in Hong Kong, uh, but just some crazy upsets. And you could bet 20 cent tries. So I did a try, it's been like six bucks. And the, the 20 cent try in that race paid $702. Because it was a four to one on top of a 50 to one on top of a 24 to one. Happens all the time in horse racing. And I love doing pick fours and pick fives and pick sixes. I've been alive to the last leg several times in the last few weeks. One time I was alive to the tune of a minimum of 2,400, 3,000, or 5,000. And of course, I backed my bet up and, and won my money back and profited, but I didn't lose my original ticket. And that's a fun way to do. If you don't know what a pick four or pick five is or pick six is, basically, Imagine it as a parlay in a way, but you don't you don't have to take just one team. It's not like you're taking the the Hawks and the you know the Bruins. You're taking multiple horses in different legs if you want. I mean, certain legs you might have a single a horse that's a big favorite or a horse that you just like to make your ticket cheaper. And other legs, like for example, I had a, a Gulfstream pick five that I got to the last leg and ended up losing. And I spread in two of the legs. I had five horses in one leg. I had six in the other. And that's another great way to not have to spend a ton of money, but be able to kind of have fun for an afternoon and have a chance to, to win a, 
you know, just private really well. There was a, a race uh, at Santa Anita, the, the San Felipe Stakes, that did have a possible derby contender in Forbidden Kingdom that just rocked the field earlier today. Uh, Forbidden Kingdom actually had that exact backwards. Uh, I had the horse to finish in second, uh, you know, as the, the winner in that, I bet against the favorite. But Forbidden Kingdom was awesome in the San Felipe Stakes. Uh, big race out of grade one that was, uh, or grade two, excuse me, uh, that got the job done earlier today at Santa Anita. And that could definitely be a derby uh, contender for sure. All right, we've got some NCAA basketball tournament to uh, talk to close out the show. We'll talk about uh, conference tournament odds, some group betting odds. We'll do all of that for the last half an hour here. College basketball heavy. This is Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Game on! Play the England bracket battle and bring the goods. Make your college hoops picks before the tournament's first tip off. Take a free shot at a share of $60,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling now to join the action. Yingling, log her up. And bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for all the details. Speaking of the tournament, we're going to be college basketball heavy. First, Greg Peterson. He's the college basketball king. Dan Leach here with you. You can follow me on Twitter at DanLeach971. Also, the host of the Detroit City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. So please check that out on any podcast platform of your choosing. And I want to kind of get into different conferences their tournament odds, but also teams to make the tournament. And we discussed this a couple weeks ago when I filled in for Greg, and obviously when I was on Bet Center last week, got even further into it because we were closer to where we're at now, which is a week away from Selection Sunday. Right now it's you know 3 a.m. in the East, midnight in the West, and Selection Sunday, the selection shows at, what is it, 6 p.m. a week from today. And that'll be in Vegas just a mere four short days later for the first uh opening weekend of the tournament. But there's uh, some teams I want to go over here before we get into some odds to win their conference championships and looking for value up and down uh, the board as well. And I can't stress this enough. You know, every time I've done this show, all the shows I do in my own show, we always want to explain to people how you look for value, how you try to make selections that are smart, situational betting, because if you're just throwing money at different games, it's not going to win you money. You get lucky? Sure. I got, I got a perfect example. I won't say his name because I love the guy, but he's, he's a clown. He, he's, he doesn't know that much about sports. I mean, he likes sports. He knows, he knows things. But he's not like someone that you have like a, a barroom conversation about a team with. He, he'd be like a brick wall. Like if he would start bringing up, you know, minutia about what the UNC Duke game had to, to bring because of the history with Krzyzewski and all the players coming back. I mean, like he just, he would understand certain things. He has had success. Like he rolled the Calgary flames and that, that win streak. And he's been doing like these ridiculous nine or 10 leg parlays. And he's won some that is not sustainable. You aren't going to profit. If you're just doing it for fun, that's one thing. That's fine. I, I told you, I will never look down on people that are just betting for fun. That's great. 
thank God it's legal in, in a lot of areas now, obviously, of course, in Vegas. But if you're trying, like me, and it's not my job, not a professional better, but I put a decent amount of money into betting that I set aside, you know, out of what I make with the various other jobs that I do. And I'm looking to make money and a lot of money. And I've been very lucky in my life, especially the last, I would say, 10 years for sure. But throughout my life, going back to when I was in college and high school, um, please, the government, don't get mad that I was betting when I was in high school. But I've made a lot of money. And I have friends that make millions and friends that make, make hundreds of thousands. That That is their job. I, I, I mentioned my man, Seal. I got to give him a shout out. He won the Westgate Handicapping Contest, which is like winning the Super Bowl. And he's one of the best and sharpest handicappers I know and in the country. He bets the line moves. He's like Ace Rothstein in casino. And, you know, you've got to look at all these different facets when it comes to making selections if you want to be a profitable person. And that's what we talk about on shows like this and on this Visa network. And I just think it's really important because a lot of you that are listening right now might be novice bettors, people that are just getting into it because it's legal where you live, or people that love to go out to Vegas during the NCAA basketball tournament or the NFL playoffs or, you know, whatever it is. And you're not just betting to bet. You're betting because you want to make money. Obviously, it's we bet because it's fun. If it wasn't fun, why would we do it? But And there's people that do it because it's literally, there's no excitement for them. It's it's like betting on a stock. It's, it's you know, taking uh, a chance on like a crypto. It's not like a fun thing. It's like trying to make money. And that's fine too. I do it because it's incredibly fun, but I love winning. And if you've seen me on the various shows that I do, like Stormy Show, for example, on My Guys in the Desert, not to toot my own horn, I'll do it anyway. You know, I'm picking like 80%. I was 4-1 the other day. There was one day I was 4-0. Like, I love giving out plays and helping you win money. And that's what, you know, it's all about because you're someone like me that's more of a serious better. I'm not doing it for a living, but I make a decent chunk of change doing it because it's a great thing to do if you're smart about it and spend the time and the research and have the right kind of people in your circle that know how to look at lines and make sure you're not cheating lines and get lines early before things go out. And information, of course, is key as well. So this is what we're going to talk about here as we look at notable teams on the bubble and their odds to make the NCAA tournament. We'll start with my Wolverines. I think they're firmly in the tournament right now. As long as they don't lose to a team behind them, only chance of that happening would be in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. I'm, I'm not thinking that's going to happen at all. If a team like Nebraska or Western, Michigan should be in. In the Big Ten tournament, you know, you, you look at a team that has got wins over Purdue and uh, a dominating win over Michigan State and Iowa and and others, they should be in right now. They're minus 750 to get in the tournament. They're the, the biggest favorite of this list of bubble teams. The no plus 500. Creighton. Creighton should be in as well. Minus 475. Plus uh, 350, and as I mentioned, Joe Lenardi, in his latest bracketology from a couple days ago, has Creighton firmly in the tournament as a nine seed, so they should not have a problem as well. Memphis, now we're getting to kind of right on the bubble, like the super bubble, guys, like, you know, double trouble bubble. Minus 210, plus 170. Remember, the Memphis Tigers, with a big game, Coming up on Sunday, you know, with Petty Hardaway at home, they've got a big uh, contest coming up uh, on Sunday to really give them a chance to feel good about being in the tournament against Houston. And when you look at a team like Memphis, minus 210 to get in, 
in plus 170 to not get in. When you look at kind of where Lenardi has them, he's got them in the first four as an 11 seed. You know, one of the last teams in of the tournament, along with Rutgers, Xavier, and Loyola Chicago. So that this is where things get really interesting. Now, Indiana, the Big Ten could get as many as nine teams in if Michigan, Rutgers, and Indiana get in. They're clearly the best conference metrically in, in, in college basketball this year. You got teams like Purdue, Wisconsin, heck, even a team like Michigan can go on prolonged runs. Illinois played some great basketball in the NCAA tournament. Indiana, the first team that's a uh, a plus favorite to, to get in, plus 120, they're a favorite to miss, minus 150. Lenardi, as it stands right now, they're a first four out team, the first first four out team in his bracket, and that's their current odds right now as well. I think of the first three teams, Michigan, Creighton, and Memphis, they're all going to get it. I mean, Memphis needs to do some work in the conference tournament. I think those three teams are going to get it. Indiana, it's all based on what happens in the Big Ten tournament. VCU is the next team I want to look at. They're plus 240 to get in, minus 310 to miss the tournament. VCU's got a tremendous amount of work left. They are a next four-out team for Joe Lenardi, along with Florida, Oregon, and Dayton. The first four-out, by the way, if you're wondering, Indiana, BYU, SMU, and Virginia Tech. Uh, so VCU plus 240, minus 310 to not get in. Uh, Dayton plus 300 to get in, minus 400 to miss. Florida, we just lost to Kentucky uh, yesterday. They're plus 300 to get in, minus 400 to miss. Oregon, plus 450 to get in. Remember, that was a tough loss to them last week to USC. Game they had in hand until the final seconds. Well, not in hand, but they, had, they were up until a late three by USC. And they're minus 650 to not get in. I think Indiana's got about a 50-50 chance. It's reflecting in the odds. I think VCU is unlikely to get in unless they go on a run in their conference tournament. I think Dayton has cost themselves way too many opportunities. They're going to have to go on a big run in the A-10. I would say right now they're not going to get in. And remember, one of these teams, there always seems to be a big surprise. A team that like the Braggatologists either have in the tournament and are completely out or have on like the next four out or not even on their list and they get in. So one of these teams could be that team based on what the committee thinks is valuable this season. And it changes every year. Florida, I think it's very unlikely to get in. Uh, and that reflects the odds as well. And Oregon, I think, lost their chance once they win the Pac-12 tournament, obviously. And same with Florida or Dayton or VCU or Indiana, uh, for that matter. Oregon, when they lost to USC last night at or last week at home, that might have cost them a legitimate chance to get in. So I think that, you know, Dayton, Florida, Oregon, very, very tough. VCU, probably 40% yes, 60% no. Indiana, totally 50-50. I think Michigan, Creighton, and Memphis will get in. We're going to take a look in this final segment coming up at some Big 12 title odds, Big 10 championship odds, and a what seed will they get on Selection Sunday over under a little pool we've got and some groups uh, you know, with teams in them to win the NCAA tournament and odds on that as well. We've got a potpourri of fun, a cavalcade of whimsy that'll come up in this final segment. Dan Leach here with you. Fill it in for Greg Hoots Peterson. You can follow me on Twitter at DanLeach971. Don't forget, you can also hear my Detroit CityCast four times a week, any podcast platform of your choosing. We've got a lot to get to in a busy final segment. That comes up next. I'm Dan Leach. You're watching VSIN, the Sports M Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're experiencing hoops peterson himself on vsin the sports betting network Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are and where they're moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. It's really a great tool. Data is available for money line, over-unders, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are just another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at Beeson.com. Exactly what I've been talking about for the last few segments. Lots to get to here. So kind of a little rapid fire to close things out tonight. Dan Leach here with you in for Craig Roots Peterson. It's always an honor and pleasure to fill in on this show. Great crew with Brian and Mikhail and St. Nick. Good old St. Nick. And there are uh, the boys there at Circa. I'm here living it up in Detroit, but I'll be in Vegas in less than two weeks for the first uh, weekend of March Madness. Cannot wait for that. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach. 97.1. Also, I host the Detroit City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Always give a ton of plays out on there. Yes, talk Detroit sports, but also national stuff as well. So, uh, I think it'd be a fun listen for all of you out there. And I always try to help you with betting strategies and value and give you some solid plays as well. All right, I want to get to uh, some more college hoops here. Start with some odds to win the conference championships. Look for some value here. Start with the Big 12. Kansas, the favorite, plus 190. Kansas seems to win this tournament basically every year. Baylor plus 200, Texas Tech plus 300, uh, the Longhorns 5 to 1, TCU and Iowa State 25 to 1, K State 30 to 1, Oklahoma 40 to 1, and West Virginia 60 to 1. I think that you look at Kansas and Baylor, the two teams are probably the best chance to run through that schedule and the double buys they'll get that make it easier. I think you look value wise, there's one team I'm looking at and it's Texas. Yes, they've been very up and down at times. But I like that team. I think they're very, very, very well coached. And I think that they're built to kind of go on a run in a conference tournament. So that's the team I would look at for some value. Five to one for the Texas Longhorns. How about the Big Ten? Big Ten country here. Purdue the favorite plus 175. Illinois plus four to one. Ohio State four and a half to one. The Wisconsin Badgers seven and a half to one along with Iowa. The dreaded, at least for me, the Michigan State Spartans, 13 to 1. I still don't know how Michigan State has better odds than the, the Wolverines. The Spartans have lost seven of nine. They're just not a good basketball team. And they're going to make the tournament. I think a one and done is in their future for sure. Michigan, 14 to 1. Indiana, 15 to 1. Rutgers, 40 to 1. The Wildcats, go Cats, 
Um, Northwestern, 50 to 1. Penn State, 80 to 1. Zero chance in any of those teams. Maryland, 100 to 1. Minnesota, 150 to 1, along with Nebraska. So, Purdue, Illinois, to me, two teams with the best chance. And of course, the two favorites. Value wise, Wisconsin for sure at seven and a half to one. I'm fading Ohio State. I think the Wolverines are going to beat them today. Uh, you know, that loss to Nebraska was disgusting. Uh, it's still very, obviously, very, very good team. But value-wise, I look at Wisconsin at seven and a half to one. Yes, I still believe the Wolverines are a good enough team to win the conference tournament and make a run in the NCAA tournament. Those are the two teams I'm looking at. And then if you want to do a real small half unit, quarter unit, long shot play, they've faded in recent weeks, but they still have a pretty great resume. Very good team. Rutgers at 40 to one. You know, 100 bucks wins you 4,000. 50 bucks wins you 2,000. That's a play for me, a small play for me in the Big Ten. How about some seeding odds? These are always fun to bet on. You look at what seed a team will get on Selection Sunday. You can bet the over or the under. And just to explain, I know it gets a little confusing. Over would mean, for example, Arizona. Throw up Arizona here. Their number is one and a half. The over would mean they get a two seed or worse. The under would mean they get a Obviously, it's 1.5, so uh, a one seed. So you look at Arizona, and that's kind of where we're at with uh, what the, these numbers mean. Uh, so, you know, Auburn, one and a half, under minus 150, over minus 200. Baylor, you see there, one and a half, under 200, over plus 150. Duke, one and a half, under uh, plus 150, over minus 250. That's an interesting one to me because you look at Duke, they're definitely in the ether for a possible one seed, but the loss to North Carolina is going to really hurt them. So they probably will get a two or a three, probably a two. That's why the over is minus 250. Uh, Kansas, one and a half under minus 200, over minus 305. Kentucky, uh, one and a half as well, under minus one, plus 150, over minus 200. Wisconsin, one and a half under is plus uh, 550, and the over is minus 1250. Wisconsin's not getting a, a one seed, that's for sure. And then Purdue, uh, they are two and a half. Their under is two plus 200 over minus 305. The one team I would look at there for possibly some value on the over is Baylor. They have an early exit in the Big 12 tournament, which could happen. They're the kind of team that's kind of an all in, all out type of team. You're getting plus 150 for them to get a two seed or worse. I look at that as, as, a, as a pretty decent play. Uh, for that group of teams. Take a look at uh, some more teams here when it comes to possible seeding over-unders. Texas Tech, two and a half uh, is their number along with Villanova. Tennessee at three. Illinois, three and a half along with UCLA. UConn, four and a half along with Providence. And uh, Alabama, five. Uh, oh, their under is plus uh, even money and over minus 134. See, Providence... I, I just wish the number was five because I would definitely take the under. But you're having to lay 148 on four and a half. They got to be a four seed. Uh, so not really any value there. I do look at Tennessee. And Tennessee, to me, at worst, is going to be a three seed. If they have a good SEC tournament, should be a two seed. And yet, minus 148 on the under there. So not like a tremendous amount of value, which I'm always looking for. But I feel pretty good about Tennessee uh, and what they've been able to do recently. Uh, get the nice win on 
Saturday against Arkansas. So that's a number I'm looking at maybe for some, some value play there as well. And then this is a lot of fun. Group betting to win the NCAA tournament. Throw up some numbers here. Group A is minus a buck 25. Will it be the Zags? Will it be Purdue, Kentucky, UCLA, Illinois, or Texas Tech? So if any of those teams win, you're laying a buck 25. So you get six teams, and it's, you know, you're laying a little juice there, but you've got Gonzaga and Purdue, two of the top three teams in the country. Kentucky's a team that definitely can go on a run. Then you've got the Bruins, Illinois, who I like is kind of a, they're not a sleeper, but a team that definitely can make a run to the Final Four, playing some really good basketball. And Texas Tech with that defense can do it as well. So those are the, those are the, the you know, a group filled with favorites. Group B is very interesting. You've got Baylor, Arizona, could be a one seed. I don't know why Michigan State's in this group, but whatever. They're, they're going to lose in the first round. And it's not because I'm a Wolverine fan. They're just not good. And they can't, in the last five, six minutes of a game, they forget how to play basketball, too. It ain't going to happen. Especially, that's like the worst kind of team to bet on or believe in in the NCAA tournament. Where they don't have like a playmaker like they used to have with Cassius Winston or Draymond Green, you know, a guy that could close out games. He wasn't a point guard, but would be a monster and on the boards. And they don't have anything like that. And they, they go away for the final five, six minutes of a game. So, whatever. They're in this group. LSU, Duke, Iowa. Plus 300. Duke. Baylor. The keys in that group. Yes, they're going to maybe be a, one, you know, a two seed, but to get three to one with six teams and have Baylor and also Arizona, who I'm not totally behind, but still obviously a very good team. And then Duke, even off the bad loss to North Carolina, still an incredibly talented team with Paulo. So, you know, you got some very interesting numbers there with plus 300. Then Group C, you've got Kansas, Nova, Bruce Pearls, Auburn Tigers, Wisconsin, Houston, Ohio State. If there is going to be a national champion that is not one of the three favorites, a Gonzaga, a Purdue, a Baylor, even a Duke, it's going to definitely come from that group. Kansas, definitely good enough. Auburn, definitely good enough. Wisconsin, definitely good enough. I don't like Ohio State at all. Houston's kind of a sexy, longer shot pick, uh, you know, number 14 in the country. And then I'm not really believing that Nova can win the title. But that's, I like the odds there as well, plus 375. So if I'm betting, there's no value on the 120 minus 125. But there is value on Group B and Group C. So I'm going to bang a, a decent-sized bet on both of those groups. And then obviously you can hedge stuff coming down uh, towards the Final Four and a potential national title game if it's a Gonzaga-Baylor matchup or a Purdue-Kansas you know, Kansas matchup, something like that. Duke and Kansas, Duke and Wisconsin, whatever. Uh, some value there as well. So I like Group B and C, uh, plus 300 and plus 375. All right, that's a pretty quick three-hour tour. Time flies when you're having fun. Big thanks to all the great folks to make the show happen. My producer, Brian, Kale, St. Nick, all of you for watching. Please tune into the Detroit CityCast presented by Ben Rivers, any podcast platform. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Until next time. Keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream, and leech the squatch out. You've been watching decent, the sports betting network. Good night. Check out the check out the 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.